0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
1: day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Bills crossover with Locked On Titans, uh, action-packed show. Here, I'm your host from Locked On Bills, Kevin Misery, here with Locked On Titans host Terry Lambert. Uh, Terry, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. How's it going, man? Ah, uh, pretty good. Um, I guess we're two teams in t- polar opposite records, kind of flipped, right? So, um, really interesting. The, the Bills are very much a polarizing, like, totally different type of team each week that you'll see. Um, and very interested to hear about the Titans, too. So, I think this this going to be a great show.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun one, a lot to talk about. You know, the Titans are kind of the, the emerging team in the NFL, so it's a good time to be a Titans fan.
1: Yeah, just... I guess the Titans are keeping it up from their uh, t- uh, playoff berth last year. Um, the Bills also, you know, mimic them in the playoffs. So a couple of, I guess, most people don't realize this is a last year playoff uh, a matchup here. Um, obviously, the Titans three and one, keeping their momentum going. The Bills basically I don't, you know, for lack of a better term, don't want to call it that I have a do or die against an AFC opponent in the Titans to kind of, kind of keep pace with everybody. Um, But for the bills in week five, it really is that Terry. I mean, it is pretty much if they can pull something out, that's pretty much their last stops. They can't go one and four. Um, So just getting into, you know, a little bit of our offense, a little bit of your offense, uh, you know, defense, both sides, obviously the bills are strong on defense. Um, And then, you know, kind of getting some questions both ways, and you know, then you know, kind of recapping the show, maybe some big picture stuff, some division stuff, uh, how you see your division going. So that's that's kind of how I envision this show, and, and the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily experts from, you know, Terry's bringing you everything from Nashville. I'm bringing you everything here from Buffalo, uh, and and from the other great hosts here on this network. Terry, let's just get jump right into it. Tell me, I, I did see your tweet about you know most national media people don't know what it took for you guys to get to three to one, three and one. Love to start there. Can you tell me like kind of what you meant by that and, you know, kind of help the Bills listeners, you know, kind of tell us what you've done in the first quarter.
0: Yeah. So the, the season did not get off to a good start. You know, it was a a tough game in Miami. Miami started hot. Um, you had that lightning delay. Uh, you lose Delaney Walker for the season. Uh, you, you lose Taylor Wan to a concussion. You lose Marcus Mariota. Uh, he had some nerve damage in his elbow, uh, that, that really affected his ability to grip the football. So, Uh, You come out of there with a loss, you face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm sorry, the Texans first. Uh, You've got Blaine Gabbert. Uh, You're down three tackles. So you've got guards playing at the tackle position. Uh, Matt LaFleur, the Titans' new offensive coordinator, finds a way, schemes it up. Uh, The Titans' defense uh, plays lights out. Uh, The offense beats that that daunting front of J.J. Watt, J.J. Clowney uh and and they go and win that game. So that, that that's a big deal. Uh they do the same thing in the next week against the Jaguars. You know, Blaine Gabbert gets knocked out of the game. Uh Marcus Mariota comes in. He can't feel two of his fingers. So I don't I'm not sure how he's gripping that football. Uh but he finds a way to win. So you go to 2 and 1. Then you you start getting healthy again. Mariota's finally healthy again. You get Jack Conklin back, your right tackle, and then you go beat the defending Super Bowl champions Philadelphia Eagles. And now you've got national media guys today, you know, just clearly not believing in the Titans. And I just don't – I'm not sure they understand. Um, you know, you can look at the stats and, and and say Tennessee's offense is bad. I get that. But there's a lot of context there
1: that you need to dive into and understand. And really, we'll start – I guess it's a good place to start with the Tennessee offense um, – Talk to me about, I mean, is Marcus Mariota back to full strength? I mean, the Bills just got off playing Rodgers, who was also limited in his, in his abilities um, and didn't look very good offensively. Is he back to where he's supposed to be? Talk to me about the offense in general, um, the offensive line. Talk, talk to me about what, what you think the national media is missing with the Titans' offense um, and kind of where they present like a, a strong matchup um, as a unit. Well, I, you know, honestly, we've only had
0: one game. Uh, so you saw the the Titans offense was at full strength last week against the Eagles, and what you saw was a downfield attack. I think Marcus Marietta was probably 90% there. Uh, I'm not sure if he was all the way there. He had some, some odd-looking throws, but uh, the throws that he made down the field were on the money. So uh, that's the interesting part of all this. We really don't know a ton about this offense. Uh, clear, clearly, Matt LaFleur coming over from the Rams, uh, a lot of play action. You know, they're they're going to uh, want to establish a run and, and then build off that play action and go over the top. So you saw a ton of deep shots. Corey Davis finally emerged. Uh, I was huge on him when they took him at number five overall. Uh, he finally showed up uh, and showed out. He could have easily had two two hundred yards receiving. He ends with a hundred and sixty. Uh, Mariota was great. Taywan Taylor had a had a pretty solid day. Uh, another guy that that we've been waiting to kind of emerge. So it, it just seemed like the young players for the Titans really got going last week. But, again, um, it's small sample size there. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready to say the Titans are going to set the world on fire every week, but you gotta you got to really like what you saw uh, against an Eagles team, obviously, that won the Super Bowl last year.
1: Yeah, they sure did. Um, and that is an impressive win. I, I actually did catch most of that game, too, um, as much as I could see. And it seemed that they were competitive. Um, I mean, I do think I don't think Philadelphia's as good as as they were last year, obviously. Didn't, but Tennessee did come out and play really solid football, and it was really interesting. I, I did see that final drive uh, and did read the notes on it too. It was it was a pretty interesting drive to win the game, right? Yeah, you could go
0: for it three times on fourth down, convert all three. <laughs> wow. uh, that was Mariota's seventh uh, game-winning drive in his past sixteen games. So yeah, I, it, you know that guy's got a clutch gene. Uh, I'm sure you saw the the playoff game in Kansas City last year. Uh, It just seems like he could have the worst game. He could look lost. But when the lights come on in the fourth quarter, games on the line, he's going to give you his best shot, and he's really tough to put away.
1: Definitely, I have noticed that about um, you know in my time watching him. Uh, he does seem to play better in the fourth. There, that's just, just, like kind of like Russell Wilson. Well, he's like really not not that I'm saying he's the same player, but Russell Wilson's pretty poor in the first half. Uh, he looks awful, uh, and then comes back and it's just ridiculous. And then and you saw that from Patty Mahomes uh, yesterday too, um, yeah. where maybe he was coming back down to earth and then just played ridiculous in the fourth quarter. So I think I think that there's. Um, there's that there's that fourth quarter gene and some people have it and others just do not. Um the bills come off from Tyrod Taylor who was actually the reverse <laughs> someone who was really good quarters one through three, like actually pretty solid quarterback once through three and then just just got a loss in the fourth quarter as um as his team got a little more tired and he, you know, was unable to break, you know, forty yard runs. Uh it's interesting. He's he's kind of the reverse player. So Talking about the you know the injury front for for Tennessee, I saw Kenny Vaccaro um, might be out two to four weeks. Anything else going on in Tennessee um, injury related? That's really the biggest one. Uh, finally, Titans are getting healthy. You, you know they
0: lost LaLon for that game. Uh, Jack Conklin blew out his knee in the playoff game against the Patriots last year. He's finally back, so you're finally getting healthy. But you lose Kenny Vaccaro, so I, I'll expect uh, him to be out somewhere around a month. Uh, I, I kind of expected them to add a safety today. That didn't happen yet. So i um, interested to see what they do there. I, they've got Kendrick Lewis, a veteran in safety on the roster, Dane Crookshank, a, a rookie safety on the roster. So they might split time between those two. But, uh, yeah, that's an interesting spot, maybe a potential soft spot for Josh Allen on Sunday.
1: And then you have two corners at the Bills are very familiar with from New England and Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler how have they been over there? Um, you know we, we've seen a lot of them in, in our day over up in Buffalo.
0: Well, I tell you Logan Ryan's been been really solid, been really steady working out of the the, the slot. you know you don't call his name a lot and that's what you want from from a cornerback. Malcolm Butler's been terrible. Uh, I, okay. I'll just say it. Uh, it's targeted seven times on, on Sunday. gave up seven catches. Uh, Jordan Matthews torched him down the field. Saw that. Uh, he's given up three deep ball touchdowns in, in the first four games, so he uh, gave up another one in the preseason. So I don't, I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know if it's a new scheme for him, if he can't wrap his head around something, uh, but he's been really, really bad. And, you know, it's just interesting, considering how everything went down with the Patriots in the playoffs and how he was benched, Uh, He goes out and signs a $61 million deal with the Titans, and he's been awful. So um, the Titans can't afford for him to be bad because they're going to pay him $13 million over the next three years. So uh, it's kind of a rough spot, and everybody in Nashville is kind of hoping that 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 gets reversed pretty quickly.
1: And I've, I, I'm a PFF guy, and you know they're they're a proud sponsor here of our Lockdown Network, and, I, and you know it's just a baseline for me, especially when I'm looking at other teams' um, stats and, and their their breakdowns. Um, and to an interesting perspective, they really uh, like the Tennessee offensive throwing game, um, and you know a little bit we saw a little bit of that against Philadelphia uh, on Sunday, but uh, it looked like they don't like the run and the run defense as much. Can you elaborate on that? Is that something you agree with? Is that um, What's leading to kind of some poor run D and, and run uh, offense? Well, it, the poor run D has been a thing for a couple of years.
0: I, I just don't think the titans have much outside of Jarrell Casey, who is absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, the linebackers are great. They just don't have real difference makers up front, so it's not surprising for me to see that. Uh, in previous years, teams have been able to just attack through the air. Uh, so they wouldn't really choose to run against the Titans. So I, I think they've been top five in, in rush defense over the past couple of years. I think that was a little misleading. So you're starting to see that kind of show its head. Uh, right now my number one need for the team is to add another defensive lineman. So uh, on, on the flip side, this run game really hadn't gotten off the ground yet because um, you know Jacksonville knew what was coming. Uh, Houston knew what was coming. Okay. Uh, they didn't even uh, – really attempt to throw the ball uh, past 10 yards against those two teams. Uh, and then you saw them play against Philadelphia, and they did, they really just kind of abandoned the run game. I think they accepted that that front was too good to run against, and they were beatable through the air. So that was good to see because I don't think the previous staff, Mike Malarkey, would have done that. So um, hopeful for this this run game. But i got to tell you, Derrick Henry has been disappointing uh a guy that looked good down the stretch of last year it looked good in the playoffs he's been disappointing uh and and this offense is a lot better with dan lewis on the field
1: yeah it's definitely something i've noticed We wanted to to kind of talk to you about that uh you're running i mean is derrick henry just not is he missing hole like what specifically is leading to that as, as i was personally expecting you know somewhat of a um Called a breakout, you know, year performance for him. And Deion Lewis is a guy I've watched a lot. And once again, another New England player, not someone I I particularly um, thought was very good, especially in the New England scheme. But maybe you could elaborate kind of what's 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 kind of hampering um, uh, both of them, I guess. But, you know, what's what's the troubles there for them?
0: Uh, Derrick Henry is just a a really unique guy. You know, everybody sees six, three, two fifty and they think he's Brandon Jacobs. And, and, And that's just not the case um he's he's a lot more chris johnson than he is brandon jacobs and that's just a weird statement to say um he's slow you know horizontally uh he's slow processing i I believe if that guy gets going you're not going to tackle him if if he gets up to speed and and goes down the sideline he's probably the fastest guy on the field he's such a unique guy the Titans have struggled to get him in space and get him up to speed, though, because they're trying to run him in between the tackles, and he's just not very good there. So, um, he's not very physical. He's just a really strange guy. Uh, but Deion Lewis, you know, he's got the quicks. You know, he can he can jump cut. He can sort through the trash a lot better. Uh, the problem is you can't give him twenty touches a game just for durability right. concerns. So, Derrick Henry has to get better, uh, in my opinion, for the Titans' offense to really pop.
1: And that's some really good stuff, Terry. I'm sure you have some questions for us over here in Bill's Nation as we've kind of kind of gone high level on the Titans and I always like to get into a segment, you know, kind of toward the end here where maybe there might be some up op- I just Brandon the Brandon Bean's a trader. Um he trades two or three to four times a season. Um So I always like to talk to my uh, crossover editions about, as long as they're not in the division, about potential trades. You mentioned maybe needing to D-line. The Bills are probably strengths on their D-line. And, you know, wanted to get into some of some Bills questions. But, you know, ever since I started this podcast, Terry, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But you think you know, you got to check out mybookie.ag. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie trust me guys they're your best bet this season and I think this game you know the the Bills are home dogs so I'll check that out if you think that that's going to hold up uh, it's always an interesting bet to kind of take the points for the road team. Um, you know, they're, they're, the Bills are not favored in this one. They've been in business once again. Uh, My bookie has been in business for years. It's great online reviews, and they have a really easy mobile site to use. And they're slamming new betters over there, and want to get everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an extra $25 free play on deposits over $100. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate this offer. That's LOCKEDON25 and visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use a promo code. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take that extra $25. You play, you win, you get paid.
0: Matt Williamson brings the Scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast.
1: You got to talk.
0: And he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So, Terry, um... Did want to say, kind of flip the script and, and see if there's anything, you know, pressing the Titans the listeners would want to know about the Bills. Um, particularly, once again, they're coming off an equal 9-7 and seven playoff season and one They played Jacksonville and, and actually played a really solid football, uh, except for just had a void at quarterback with Tyrod Taylor. So what is on the minds of Titans fans as they come up here um, and, and do see a 1-3 Bills team?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we have to start with Josh Allen. And I really want to go back to the draft process because he was such a polarizing prospect. You know, it seemed like he had some staunch supporters, uh, but most uh, of the draft media would tell you, you know, he's kind of inaccurate, he's got his, his inefficiencies. What was your your take on him coming out, um, and, and what was kind of the reaction of Bill's fans when they moved up and got him?
1: It's interesting because most of Bill's nation was, as well as the national media, was split on the guy 50-50. You saw some people are like, this guy's, Got it. He's going to do whatever he can to win, and, and does possess those intangibles you're looking for out of out of a draft prospect. Then he just had 50 percent that kind of followed some of the national media takes, and just like I don't know what this guy brings to the table. Josh uh, Josh Rosen was available at the spot. Uh, the Bills maybe could have kept some of their did a lot of draft capital, could have kept some of that capital, uh, and, and just selected with their their 12th overall pick there uh, after trading Cordy Glenn to get up to the 12th spot. They figured, hey, you know, I think Rosen and or um, Allen would have been there. It was much believed and it's pretty much on record that Arizona had a deal at five to come up to get Josh Allen um, and were going willing to pay a lot more than they did to come up with Oakland to take Rosen. So it's interesting. I think both teams wanted Allen more than Rosen, which. It's still interesting. It's weird to me. And, and both of them actually had him as number one on their draft board. So that conviction, Terry, is, I, I think, worth something. You know, although a lot of national media and Bills fans didn't see it and didn't know why, uh, the Bills never really wavered. And that's kind of the interesting part is, I think, pretty much, outside of some smoke and mirrors, he was their number one quarterback. And it's funny. I do think they would have taken him at two or three or four overall, uh, if that's, say, where they were picking. And I do over, you know, potentially even Sam Darnold. So uh, that's, that's I think, of no out and he's he came in and, and had a really good spring he said the right things did earn the job they did want to kind of they knew there um, might have some struggles on offense they did kind of want to keep him out it was a dumb move they should have played him from week one is nathan peterman's terrible um just all the way around some of the worst court and the bills have had some bad quarterbacks uh brian fitzpatrick tyrod taylor kind of righted the ship here um but Prior to, beside those two, they've, they've had some really bad quarterbacks. Um, and Nathan Peterman takes the cake for being poor. Um, Josh Allen went in and, and then just immediately sparked some offense and actually had a really awesome game in Minnesota where they kept it simple against a defense many expected to be Super Bowl caliber. Um, and then struggled last week against Green Bay for a multitude of reasons, and, and many weren't sp- specifically his fault.
0: Yeah, just looking at the stats, I haven't caught many Buffalo games this year. Uh, Josh Allen's the leading restaurant team. <laughs> so w- what's going on with that? I, I know LaShawn McCoy's been been banged up, but uh, what's this run game looking like? Because when I think Buffalo, I, I think of LaShawn McCoy and that rushing attack.
1: I think just like you know, some of some, some Titan stats, it's misleading because – so one, he's hurt, so you got to get rid of one of the games. Minnesota was a game script. They kind of just dominated the entire game, um, and there was just – they. Basically, got up big. Defense played awesome, and and then basically kneeled on the ball. I mean, seriously, they did um, just to get out of the just get out of Minnesota. Um, so you have two games right there where McCoy didn't play. Um, in Green Bay they were, they were playing catch up the entire time. Um, McCoy did look good in his limited runs. Did kind of for for the first time in a while complained um, and said, "Hey, you got to ask." The offensive coordinator, why I'm not getting touches? I would in Buffalo. I would very after that comment. I would be shocked if he doesn't touch the ball uh, twenty times. That's the Bills were seven and zero when he does so. Um, so I would anticipate outside of another really poor start, him getting off the twenty touches against Tennessee, um, and them pretty much being a key to the game and, and trying to come back and, and get Lashawn McCoy to hundred plus. Uh, But they do have fine backups. They really like Chris Ivory. He did look good in uh, his limited action, as well as Marcus Murphy, a guy that's been one of their camp darlings. Um, So they're they're okay with their running game. It's just been really bizarre quarter of the year, Terry. There's really no other way around it here in Buffalo. Just some polar opposite extremes. You've had no game closer than 20 points uh, either way. Um, So it's been really bizarre on the statistics.
0: Yeah, point differential is it, just wild. And then, you know, it, they go out and they they crush Minnesota. So take me through what happened there. I, I mean, how did that happen? It, it was one of those things where I was watching the Titans games and I looked up at that score and I was like, what in the world is going on here?
1: They played spectacular defense and one that I, I talk about on my show all the time that I do think that defense is going to be good to get the Bills a seven wins and their schedule softens post this Tennessee game. Um, so I do believe the Bills will end up I didn't anticipate them losing to Baltimore and LA in back to back week. So that might've stole a win from, from the bills column. Uh, but I do still th- see them getting to six or seven wins here because of their defense is that good. Uh, they, they played Rodgers Awesome. I mean, outside of some, the offense is the only reason that scores, it probably should have been about 10, nothing. The final score of that game, um, Terry, um, and Aaron Rodgers even came out super frustrated after the game. They got to him, bought some blitzes. He fumbled a couple times through a pick. um, so the Bills defense is specifically why, I mean, they just, Kirk Cousins just could not find a way to, you know, to, to get, to beat their pass rush uh, specifically Jerry, Hughes, Lorenzo Alexander and, and some, some push up the middle. So, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to get. The, the, the strength of the Bills team is on their defense and they're pretty rock solid. They're going to be missing Mika Hyde, um, one of their best players. So that's, that's going to be once just like Tennessee's missing a safety. So, you're going to have, um, you know, Raphael Bush, a seasoned vet there, and, and Siren Neal, a rookie who uh, did have a good sack on Rodgers last week. So um, their defense is specifically doesn't have too many holes. He dumped a lot of money and draft assets in it, so I would hope it doesn't. But, I mean, that's that's going to be how they, they stay in this game is um, keeping it close defensively. That was
0: me my next question. You kind of started to answer it there. Uh, just looking at the stats, you know Buffalo looks really solid on, on defense. I, I'm not sure that there's too many holes there. Uh, it, it, it just seems like Matt LaFleur is going to attack. He's going to find a weakness and, and attack it. Uh, if you had to pick out a weakness, would it be uh, that secondary or,
1: or would it be up front? It's an interesting question. It's more match a base with a weakness, so it's not going to be a unit specifically like Trey White has been able to shut down most opposing on uh, number ones that struggle a touch against Devontae Adams, um, but locked out Keenan Allen, locked out Stephon Diggs, um, blocked out many receivers last year. Uh, I think was a should-have-won defensive uh, rookie of the year, but didn't to, to Marshawn Lattimore, um, just due to more tension over there in New Orleans. But I think that you'll see... Jordan poyer has been a solid safety. They actually have gotten just shockingly good play from their, uh, rookie nickel cornerback. Taron Johnson is supposed to be a weakness, but he's actually been a strength there at the nickel corner spot. Um, honestly, it's going to be matchups. It's going to be getting your running back in space. I actually more worried about Deion Lewis than, than Derek Henry here. The bills play really good against physical, strong running backs. Um, but I, I, I would envision getting the um, running back in the passing game going would be one I'd think LaFleur would want to to attack. I think that's the pro there, as um, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano are just relentless tackler, pass rusher, blitzers. And getting, them out, getting Lewis out in space, I would imagine, is going to be—we'll see. I'm going to think that that's going to be the immediate um, way for Tennessee to really find a matchup problem.
0: Yeah, that Trey White. Uh, matchup with Corey Davis. That's going to be interesting to me. Uh, I, Corey Davis has been the focal point of, of the Titans' offense, uh, at, at least in the passing game. Uh, you know, when they need to play, they're going to sure. him. Uh, Taylon Taylor's on the other side. It, it, tell me, tell me a little bit about the number two cornerback because uh, I, I, I think the Titans are going to stay away from uh, Trey White.
1: Yeah, I would envision. I think that's a smart game, matchup move to, to do that. Um, Trey White's been known to change games and won a couple of games I think two games last year by a team deciding they wanted to throw at him both Atlanta Matt Ryan and uh, Kansas City and Alex Smith decided to throw at Trey Smith or Trey White late in the game and uh, did not work out and picked them both off and won the game Um, so he's a game changer and I would envision uh, getting other people involved there Ryan Lewis the Bills uh, cornerback (laughs) another New England cornerback uh, that they decided to waive for who knows what reason has actually if you check PFF has been one of the Bills best players um, at cornerback two so you know to much you know Bill's fans shocking to, to know that they um, were able to find a cornerback two out of this thing um, and, and their linebacking core is going to exist of obviously Matt Milano a nice looking fifth round pick from last year Trey, uh, Trey Edmonds a first round pick from this year and then uh, just always versatile Lorenzo Alexander who's been good as well so I mean I, I still think that kind of mixing and matching and um blocking. That's the number one thing. Keep a keep a tight end in um and and kind of foil the Bills aggressiveness because they're not gonna blitz. They blitz kind of some of the lowest in the league. I do believe it's second lowest in the league. So um protecting if if they protect the front four of the Bills pass rush, uh Tennessee, there's matchups there to win um just because they'll play a soft zone. So that's kind of you know the Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott defense. Uh if we're gonna come after you with four, generally don't blitz let's find some space. And if you find that zone space, it's going to be looking good for the Tennessee offense. If they struggle to find that, uh, it's kind of, kind of flipped on the other way where we're seeing ghosts. We don't know where Jerry Hughes is. We're not finding any soft spots in the zone. We're starting to throw into to coverage um, and we're not seeing linebackers. So it could go either way there. And, and, and um, there is just once again, one-on-one matchups. I think Tennessee uh, can win across the board rather than unit matchups.
0: Sure. Uh, Kevin, that's great stuff. I'll, I'll hand it back to you, and we can roll with the third
1: segment. Yeah, and do want to get into some final high-level stuff and kind of some divisional, and, and maybe maybe we'll throw together a potential trade for our listeners. Um, but there is a game this weekend, and we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in uh, the crowd to cheer on your favorite team, the Bills, the Titans, or, or other sports. Vivid Seats can... Uh, attend that concert show or sporting event uh, of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is a top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seat in the section or row of your choice at anywhere. Uh, People love sitting in different places in a stadium. So you have your choice here to make things even better. Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of 200 or more to save even more of this money at those, some of those special events. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app using promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off 200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. And every purchase is backed by that 100% guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download that app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off 200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. And make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Lastly, Terry, I uh, just want to you know briefly talk to you about you know some some high level stuff. How do you see that AFC South turning out? Where do you envision the Titans uh, by the end of the year? You know, kind of talk to me about endgame. Where you th- you know see some of the stuff happening? Who makes it out of the, to the playoffs out of the division? How, or Houston and Indianapolis for real? To talk to me a little bit about that.
0: Well, I think it's the best division in football. Uh, okay, and, and, you know you've got Indy coming back with Andrew Luck. Uh, you've got Houston coming back with Deshaun Watson, who's who's been great, uh, coming off of a knee injury. I was a little worried about that. Uh, yeah, I've got to get that defense right. But uh, those two quarterbacks make this a really interesting division. You know, you toss on those Titans now with uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, who really should not be three and one. It's it's kind of amazing that they're three and one. But now they're finally healthy, and then of course you've got Jacksonville and that defense. Uh, you know, I said all summer it's a toss up. But I kind of defaulted to Jacksonville because I think that defense is is legit and it's going to carry them. I, I just I just have trouble uh, with Blake Bortles. You just get highs and lows with him. You never know when they're going to come. Uh, that defense is able to to really uh, cover cover up some deficiencies there. But uh, it's it's really really hard for me uh, to not go and pick the Titans. You know, it was three and one already, two and zero oh in the division. Uh, and and got those wins when they weren't healthy. So um, I, I really try not to be a homer, but the Titans uh, seem like they have the most upside to me in that division.
1: It's good to note for for the Bills listeners who don't have the in-depth in depth breakdown on the division. Um, so you mentioned the prop uh, potential, maybe a little bit of weakness at the defensive line spot. Where might you have a surplus of players where you could see someone traded for a draft pick or a player for player and anything on the roster? You're like, well, maybe we should get some value out of that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. We've got linebackers uh, suddenly okay. come you know everywhere. Uh, you draft for Sean Evans. Uh, you signed Will Compton to, to be a veteran presence. you got Jayon Brown, who's a second-year guy that's really emerged. Uh, Wesley Woodyard, a little banged up right now. Not sure if he's going to play or not. But uh, so much depth there. You've got four guys that could start. uh, Rashawn Evans has been uh, hurt and missed all all of camp. So he's just now coming on the first-round pick there. So uh, that's probably where I, I would say the Titans have the most depth at.
1: And if they were to make a trade or move by the deadline, you would think that it could be a linebacker. Uh, of all positions.
0: Yeah, if I had to say, it'd, it'd be linebacker. Now, where they're, where they're thinnest at, I'll tell you, is tight end. Um uh, okay. You know, losing Delaney Walker uh, in the first game of the season. They've got W. Smith playing there. They've got Luke Stocker now. W. Uh, Smith, is just he seems lost. Uh, yeah, he's sure. not really a part of the, the, the passing game yet. Uh, so, need to have him come on. But if Titans were going to make a move, I think they would make a move for a, a tight end at this point.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because I think the Titans could use another weapon to to kind of take it to that next level of actually being, you know, yeah, really absolutely. competitive. Um and we'll see where the and the Bills end up if they continue on this this spiral or if they they pick it up themselves, but they do the Bills do have some um some tight end depth and be interesting to see if someone like Charles Clay could be out the door to a team that might be trying to make a playoff push. So that's something to keep an eye on Bills fans. Uh, maybe even Titans fans that you know, at, at that position group, a guy that can play more than just this year too and just be a rental uh, guy that's can be pretty good in, in, in a solid passing offense. So watch out for Charles Clay's name maybe coming up down the future if that's a need. Um, And and, and why I bring this up is because the Bills do make moves. They have made moves with many teams. Um, they do player-for-player player trades all the time. They trade player for picks, picks for players. They just traded Marshall Newhouse to, to Carolina. They trade guys that you wouldn't expect them to trade um and they just they're just active building their roster via the trade it's very interesting um way to build Terry um
0: yeah i'll so, tell you
1: John Robinson's is not
0: afraid to make moves either okay uh, you you've seen him be be pretty aggressive trading you know he went out and got DeMarco Murray that was his first move on the job he, he flipped uh you know he moved down like 12 spots in the fourth round and got DeMarco Murray and got a little stop back stop gap for the Titans backfield so he's he's a guy that's not afraid to make moves either
1: Okay. Well, maybe there's a, maybe there's a partnership there for the listeners uh, and fans to, to kind of to check out as week seven, week eight approach um, bills, maybe one or two losses away from maybe sending a guy like clay um, out the door to someone that's making that push. And, and then probably in my opinion, keep clay. I mean, he's, on, he's got a year and a half left on his deal and very solid, fairly well-aged tight end. So keep, keep an eye on that one. Lastly, I did want to talk, you know, kind of where the bills are at. Um, I, I don't think that this, this AFC East is as good as it's been, Terry. Um, yeah. I think that there's some some ability for even, we'll call it New York and Buffalo, to make a push at it. I don't think Miami's as good as their 3-1 record says. I don't think uh, maybe New England's not a 500 team. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're always going to 11-5 and five or better, always. But this could be the year that maybe they do go 10-6 or 9-7. and seven. There might be an opportunity for the Bills with a weak schedule to make a push at it, and that's why I think this Titans game is maybe even more important than some are talking about just due to some weird first-quarter um, record for the Bills. I don't know that they have enough talent to pull it out, but I can tell you that you know playing in Buffalo will give them a little bit of a boost. Um, Sean McDermott was 6-2 there last year, played some really solid football at home, and um, does – I have a quote: "Protect your dirt." So it's an interesting uh, slogan, but it is one that he's he he firmly believes in. So, and Josh Allen, he's another one. He's developing, um, and you just don't quite know yet what Josh Allen you're gonna get. Uh, it's kind of been his mo. So if he comes out and gives you a good Josh Minnesota Josh Allen. Uh, this is going to be a good game. I mean, it's going to be a good game up and down. Um, I was really hoping for the beginning of the year that this could be like kind of a like a playoff tiebreaker type of game. Don't know that the Bills are going to be there this year um, to, to kind of make that matter. But I, I do hope that they uh, make this a really the Bills first close game of the year. Terry, kind of what's what's your projection um, and why? What, what do you think is going to happen as the Titans come up to Buffalo?
0: Well, you know, Titans fans are cocky right now, of course. Cause, sure. you 3-1, know, be, right? just beat the Eagles and and I'm I'm telling them I, I was like, I've been watching it for a Eagles. long time. <laughs> this has let down written all over it. it's, <laughs> it's got all the the ingredients there. Um I don't I don't know. I just don't know about the Bills uh long term, but going to Buffalo is going to be tough. You know, Vegas has the line. I think it opened at 3 uh mm-hmm. and it's it's there for a reason. So um we don't know a lot about this team. We don't we don't know a lot about how they're going to uh play against uh what should be a lesser opponent. You know, we don't know how they're going to respond to a big win. So uh this is this is going to be a first for this coaching staff. Uh but yeah, you know, I wrote that in my in, in my gambling post today. Uh be cautious of this, you know. It, it's just I, I can see a letdown coming from a mile away. Uh, it's just whether or not the Titans can find a way to win late.
1: It reminds me a lot of the Bills Minnesota game one, where the Minnesota fans had just, well, I guess tied Green Bay and Lambo, which I guess they generally in their world don't do a ton. <laughs> yeah. Just take a take take a not loss out of there, I should right. say. Um, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of that game, to where the Bills were coming off of a bad performance against the Chargers, um, and many were expecting it to be maybe a ten to ten plus victory. and The line was actually seventeen. <laughs> um, which was ridiculous for yeah. a professional sports game. End up getting blown out of the water. Um, I think this line's a lot more fair and it's probably and it's probably accurate. I, I would anticipate most most of this game going. It's a three point line, so call it twenty to seventeen Tennessee. in, in most days, but as you know in the NFL, anything can happen. Um, and if, as long as Josh Allen can can be competent, I do think that Sean McDermott does play well um, post uh, loss and does does have a lot to show um, to. I mean he, he gets a lot out of limited teams I mean Terry that's something for your Titans fans To kind of listen to He gets a lot out of talent I mean that's the one thing he does well uh, He does struggles at times um, As a coach In, in situations but get, gets a lot out of Limited players so I'm looking forward To this game it's one that I have Tennessee 21 Buffalo 17 um, But just one interception one fumble One pick could go um, Any which way what's your final score
0: you know that sounds about right. I, I think sure. i have got twenty four twenty. Yeah, it just the Titans have suddenly a, a ton of experience already this year, uh, winning games in the fourth quarter. So uh, I, I think they've got some good some good mojo sure. going on there. Uh, I think
1: Marcus Mariota just finds a way. I, I, I think it's going to be kind of an ugly game. It's just kind of the feeling I get. Might be. And if Tennessee didn't pull it off and did kind of get quote, quote unquote upset, why why would that have happened? Um, I think it would be lack of chemistry. Uh, huh. you know,
0: again, this is the the second game that we've seen out of this offense. So, um, that Eagles secondary is not very good, and, and Tennessee torched it. So, uh, I think they're walking into a, a, a tougher matchup there defensively, at least. Uh, you know, tougher environment, long road trip. So, um, again, just don't know
1: how they're gonna respond with a new coaching staff to going on the road after a big win. Okay, that there you have it. From Tennessee Titans, Locked On Titans, and from Locked On Bills, I'm Ke- uh, Kevin Misery, Terry, plug your stuff away so, so Bills fans can, can find you guys for the week, yeah, or further.
0: Yeah, we write for MusicCityMiracles.com. I'm sure y'all love that name. Uh, <laughs> we're part of the SB Nation uh, umbrella. Uh, Jimmy and I host Locked On Titans. We post daily if y'all want to check them out. They're all available to listen to right now.
1: And from Locked On Bills, I'm Kevin Misery, and that's Terry. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right
0: now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.